This is Rasul Mari, and you're now listening to the Catch Vapors podcast. Today I've got my first guest, my son in the background, and my second guest, Nelson Guero of the Cannabis Cultural Association. Nelson, what's going on, man? How's it going? Thank you for having me on the show today. No doubt, man. I'm glad to have you. We're just going to jump right into it, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your organization. Yeah, so uh, my name is Nelson. I'm the co-founder of the Cannabis Cultural Association, or CCA. Uh, It's a nonprofit organization that's uh, about a year old now. Uh, And our mission is to involve underrepresented communities into the legal cannabis and hemp space. You know, we provide informational workshops, cultural programs, and community events. And, you know, we the big emphasis on communities that have been disproportionately affected by the war on drugs, and you know, try to help them and re-educate them about this this new alternative medicine and opportunity that is the green rush that unfortunately uh, people of color are being uh, excluded from. Right. Uh, and I got it. I got into this space uh, back in late 2015. Prior to that, I was working in lead gen. And uh, in a, and in biomed, yeah. uh, right out of college. Uh, but you know, I've always had a, a passion and desire for can- the cannabis space. My senior thesis was actually if California were to go legal in 2013, which we know didn't happen. It didn't happen until last year. But, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I thought it was going to happen back then. But Colorado ended up doing it. So, so like, as far as far as weed goes, man. Like, how long have you been a connoisseur? So I was actually, funny story, very anti-cannabis until I was about 18. Um, uh, at 18, I got introduced to it uh, and finally, you know, did my research and finally tried it. And, you know, and I realized, wow, people have been lying to us for, it's <laughs> lying to me for a very long time. You know, uh, as a student athlete, you know, I, I drank the Kool-Aid and believed all the dare hype. Uh, it wasn't until, yeah, took a hippie girlfriend uh, to really change and open my eyes up. Um, but in the, and so ever since then, so where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to Somers High School, and then uh, I went to Stevens Institute of Technology for a little bit, and then I went to Lehman College. Okay. I, yeah. yeah, I'm familiar with Stevens. Yeah, I, uh, it was a it was a good techie school, but after a year, I I, I made the switch over to a business program yeah. at uh, CUNY Lehman. So tell tell me tell me a little bit about your your convert I'll call it your conversion from like you know being anti to pro like what what was it that that kind of triggered you to be like all right I'm I'm going to I'm going to try this thing and then once you tried it what what was it about the experience that made you say yeah this I'm, I can't go back Well I mean so as as an athlete I wrestled I did mixed martial arts for a while you know I was very used to seeing people popping pills to do pain management and you know I definitely dabbled in that as well but it never really made me feel good um, you know that's when it came to my recovering or performance it wasn't until like you know I was introduced to cannabis and actually vaporizing which was uh, really what did, did it for me you know it was a clean efficient way and helped with the pain and it just uh, and you know it was, it was a good medicinal alternative to the, the pharmaceutical routes you know, and after doing some, some research, even with all the cannabis censorship going on, when you do do research on cannabis online, you know, it doesn't take too long to realize that there's a lot of good medical papers out there that prove to you, that prove to me at least, that this is a safe alternative even to alcohol. And, you know, I, and I wasn't a huge fan of alcohol, uh, you know, so cannabis is what really, uh, you know, really changed it for me. And, you know, my first time I smoked a joint, you know. 
I, th I thought it was okay, but it wasn't until, you know, I, I really started vaporizing and using it for medicinal purposes that, like, it really, uh, I really started to become, uh, became my go-to rather than anything else. Right, so, so, like, nowadays, are you more of a vapor than a, you know, a, a joint roller? Yeah, I, my, my joint days are far past me. Uh, I'm, I'm all about, I, have, I use a grasshopper, dryer vape. Yeah. Uh, I also have a, uh, it's like a knockoff volcano that I use, the Extreme Q. So it's definitely all about vaping. I think it's the most cleanest and efficient way to, to consume the, the, the uh, to inhale the plant yeah. without doing so much damage to your lungs. And I, and, and you know, you can control it. You can gauge it as based on what, what you're trying to do and what you're, you know. And I think that's interesting because from my experience, like I've, I was a, I was a joint roller for a long time. Um, it wasn't until recently where I realized that like I would I would have to switch from papers to vapors um, and and part of that too is education it's like there's there's so much to learn about this plant and how to consume it um, that I think there's there's that's that's where the bulk of the work is to be done is like in educating people on on one the truth and then two okay now that you know the truth about this plant like what can you do with it? Here's what you can do with it, you know? So. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's 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 a great medicinal plant. And if you do just a little bit of research, you realize that vaping is a much more efficient way to consume the plant than, you know, lighting it on fire and inhaling it. Yeah. You, you know, I, what what it used to take, you know, a couple grams in a joint, I can do with a point two or a point four in my vaporizer. Yeah. Um you know, and the nice thing is, you know, with vaporizers, you can do these attachments so you can use your, your, your favorite glass piece, too. Mm -hmm. So that way you still get some of that, you know, the bubbly feel of, you know, hitting a bong, which you know, a lot of people like. And I'm definitely a fan of from time to time. So here's another here's another piece, man, because you, you you worked, um, you know, you got a business degree. Um, sounds like you worked in the professional, you know, uh, world for a bit. Did you have, uh, I guess, a coming out experience where, you know, now you're, you're publicly representing cannabis consumption? Um, did you have any, any you know, any kind of like hurdles with that transition or was it just, hey, I've been doing this thing already? Like, you know, what was that like? So for, for me, like in the workplace, in the professional workplace, you know, I've been pretty fortunate that every place I've ever worked has been uh fairly 420 friendly oh, wow. um yeah uh, not not at the beginning but you know i you know i, I was either caught or somebody else was caught and it kind of you know it, it brought different offices that i've worked at closer together <laughs> um <laughs> so i never really had to hide it when when it came to work um but i really came out green at the end of 2015 when you know i I went to, uh, I reached out to Aaron Smith from the NCIA, the National Cannabis Industry Association, told him I wanted to get into the space some way or another. He immediately connected me with somebody else in the organization and they uh, hooked me up to be a volunteer. Started going to all these different industry events and, you know, I realized like this is what I want to do and I got to come out green. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all in. Yeah. Uh, I don't really care what people think. Uh, 
when, when I did it. And that's kind of how it happened, you know, and around you know, a month or two after that, I met my fellow co-founders, uh, Kamani Jefferson, Jacob Plowden, uh, and we, uh, we started working on getting the Cannabis Cultural Association together, you know, and then, and then it was a trickle down effect. Uh, Sonia Spinoza joined the team, Kristen Jordan joined the team, and, you know, we started building uh, this really cool nonprofit organization. Um, and, you know, at, at the same time, my, my grandfather got sick with cancer, so I went to, I was in Ecuador and, you know, I started treating him with cannabis oil and it really, you know, at that point, you know, me coming out green was, was okay, even with my family, because, you know, the, I now have, you know, exhibit A, yeah. someone who was fading away with chemo, with oral chemo, and now all of a sudden, we're only taking, you know, cannabis tinctures for a week is already seeing massive improvements. Wow. So, that, that, you know. Yeah, it's a big testimony. 100 percent and you know he's and he's you know he's one of the many millions of cases that you know that they're out there of people you know going through these hard medical times which you know you throw in a little cannabis tincture as part of the treatment all of a sudden you're, you're already seeing amazing results you know yeah. you know in spanish they say el muerto que come no muere you know the person who's sick uh doesn't doesn't get the person who's sick that eats doesn't doesn't die, you know, and that's the reality of it. And cannabis definitely has that effect on a lot of people. Mm, I like I like that. I'm gonna have to memorize that. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool, man. So it, it sounds like when we first met, things were just getting kicked off with the Cannabis Cultural Association. Oh, 100 percent. You know, that, at the Bud Summit, uh, you know, we we got a lot of love for DC. We have nothing but love for 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 our, our DC homies out out there who are, are doing the fighting the good fight for cannabis. So. You know, we'll be at the National Cannabis Festival again this year. This year, um, it's definitely you know it definitely started blowing up. You know, the Bud Summit was a was a big testimony to that. You know, we, we got hooked up and got to table there, and then I got to pitch a couple of projects that I was working on, and you know, it's it just been growing ever since. You know, we used to have like these small events with like ten to fifteen people, and now now we're having events with over one hundred fifty plus. Oh wow! Um, do you have anything coming up that that you can share? We do. On March 20th, uh, we have partnered up with Drug Policy Alliance in New York City and uh, the, N- the NYU chapter of the Students for Sensible Drug Policy. And we're going to be hosting a free screening of the 13th documentary what is, at NYU. What is that? I'm, I'm not familiar. The 13th documentary is, uh, is a documentary by Ava. Oh, man. I'm, her, na- her last name is blanking on me. Um <laughs> uh, Ava Duvernay, uh, and it's uh, (laughs) I know I definitely just butchered her last name there. (laughs) Apologies, but it's 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 an amazing documentary. Uh, It refers to the Thirteenth Amendment of the Constitution, you know, which which boasts to end slavery uh, unless you know you're unless punished by a crime. And, And you know, now with the war on drugs and you know the prison industrial complex, we have we have more than half a million people incarcerated now for nonviolent drug offenses and you know our our we have the, the biggest prison population in the world so this is an amazing documentary to, it's really an eye-opening documentary yeah. for, for people to see what our prison system is actually doing and why and how and why it was created um, so it's it's very important you know that people see this kind of stuff and that's why uh, we're excited to host this free screening we'll have you know Light refreshments, a couple of giveaways at the at the uh, at the screening. It's a it's going to be a great educational time. And after the after the screening, we're going to be hosting a, a nice discussion wow. with uh, with our guests. Stay woke, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, you really have to. 
Um, you know, now more than ever, especially with their new, the new administration, you know, which is really coming down on, you know, when it comes to law enforcement, immigration, you know, and that's something that we, we, we touched upon at our last event. We brought in a former uh, NYPD lieutenant, an immigration uh, specialist, uh, and, and a defense attorney. You know, the, administra- the administration is definitely cracking down, and you know, the undocumented fall victim to the prison system just as just as bad, if not worse, right. because they can be detained and held. And, you know, and these people are making less than a dollar a day um, doing doing work for these private corporations. Right. So switching gears real quick, do you have anything going on on, on the for-profit side? On the for-profit side, uh, I used to run the affiliate cannabis network. Uh, it's been it's been shut down. I we are planning on doing a, a relaunch to it uh, uh, in the next month or two. Uh, also have another uh, one or two projects in the works that uh, I'll be announcing at the National Cannabis Festival uh, in, a, in next month. Nice. Uh, don't wanna don't wanna give them away there because I've already promised them uh, to make exclusive. the announcement there. <laughs> Gave them the exclusive. Uh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Let's just say. Uh, a certain a certain someone in a certain seat mm. very up there might not be too pleased with it but well we'll see what happens nice well <laughs> well well to wrap up man can you can you tell can you tell our listeners how they can uh, follow up with you or get involved with what you have going on um, and yeah. any parting words definitely uh, you can check us out at cannabisculturalassociation.com uh, on all major social media platforms we're at can uh, cultural uh, so but if you go to our website it'll have all our handles and whatnot uh, we're, we're definitely inter- always interested in connecting with other like-minded folks and that want to get involved I guess my final words would be you know if, if this is something that interests you if this is something that grinds your gears and if you're you know if you, if you really or if you want to make a difference and want to want to become a part of this uh, this, this amazing movement, you know, to, to reach out, uh, not be afraid to reach out to, to, you know, people that have been involved in this movement for a long time. You know, it also took me, it was a cold email to, to really get, you know, to get going. And there's uh, plenty of people out there that are happy and willing to support and answer questions as you make this crazy journey into, into the green rush. Dude, I, I and, really, uh, yeah, go ahead. And just one last thing today, uh, the minor, uh, the minority cannabis business association, some of our, my biggest mentors and our, our friends, uh, uh, announced the, uh, inclusion bill and it's on their website. We just posted it online. We're going to be posting it all over. Uh, it's so now when anyone asks you what, what do black and brown people want when it comes to cannabis lawmaking, we now have a document and a template to, to throw on people's faces. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to take it, take a read, watch the video. It's uh, it's game changing, and I'm, I'm excited to share it, dude. Man, I really appreciate you coming on today. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate your story. Um, I, I think it, it's eye opening um, what's happening right now, and the fact that you're making the moves that you're making, man. Um, I support it, and and whatever I could do, I'm I'm around. I appreciate it, Omar. Thank you so much, man. All right, cool. You should've heard that thing Clap my boy said You should've sampled that <laughs> No, it's fun I had to laugh at that See, I don't game on my blossom Yeah Cause all that game gon' stress I'm on my satellite high What's the birds out? Burning that bitch